Will you please stand for the reading of the scripture? Take from the book of Acts, Acts chapter 26, verses 24 through 29, and it reads like this. Now as he thus made his defense, Festus said with a loud voice, Paul, you are beside yourself. Much learning is driving you mad. But he said, I am not mad, most noble Festus, but speak the word of truth and reason. For the king before whom I also speak freely knows these things. For I am convinced that none of these things escape his attention. Since this thing was not done in a corner. King Agrippa, do you believe the prophet? I know that you believe. Then Agrippa said to Paul, you almost persuaded me to become a Christian. And Paul said, I would to God that not only you, but also all who hear me this day, today, might become both almost and altogether such as I am, except for these chains. Let's have a word of prayer. And the old gracious God, do we come one more time to lift up our voices unto the hills from becoming our help. We know that all our help comes from you, O gracious God, who set up high, you look down low. O precious Father, we have wrapped your love in your arms around us all this year, O gracious God, as we come to a close of this year, O gracious God. As we begin a brand new year, Lord, we know that you're going to have your love in your arms of protection all around us. But not only bless us, O gracious God, but continue to blessing every church to open up this name in your precious name, O gracious God. And our precious Father, we just stretch our hands today because we know where all our help coming from. And our help's coming from you, O precious Father. O gracious God, thank you. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. In verse 28 and 29, Agrippa said to Paul, Almost thou persuaded me to become a Christian. And Paul said, I would to God that not only thou, but also all that hears me this day were both almost and altogether such as I, except for these chains. Agrippa said to Paul, you almost persuaded me. This little word almost is a word that we use every day without even thinking about it. A word that can determine life and death. I want to talk to you this morning about the dangers of almost. Now look at somebody and say, almost can be dangerous. And look at somebody else and say, almost can be dangerous. The same hold in everyday life, whatever the situation, whatever the outcome, when it comes down to advancement, major decision, lost opportunity, almost is a consolation prize which none of us wants to have. Consider the effects of almost getting that job or that promotion. Almost having enough money to pay your bills. Almost qualifying for that house and that, and that car. Almost passing that major exam. Almost getting that scholarship grant or loan. Almost winning a contest. And almost getting what you really want. Almost can get you left out in the cold. Now consider the negatives of almost. Things that, re 
represent the dangers and the disasters in people who say, I almost died because of sickness, an accident, or a temple on my life. Almost lost my job. Almost went into foreclosure. Almost had to file bankruptcy. Almost gotten on the wrong plane, bus, and train, and they went on and crashed. How many almost stay home this morning from church? How many almost married the wrong person? Almost took that drink. Almost gave in to temptation. Almost took the wrong medication. Being in the wrong place at the wrong time. Almost is a dangerous thing. It's a dangerous situation to find ourselves in. Almost refer to two things. To be about to do something or delay in doing it. As in the case, I was almost on time for church, but not quite. <laughs> the almost state of being referred to not totally being one thing or the other. Always looking for choices, such as in the case of many, when it comes to marriage, when people are married, but they almost act married. They still want to play the field. They still want to act single. They still got an eye for everyone except for their spouse. Maybe you've been in an almost relationship or friendship where they always wavering. They almost treat you like you was their best friend and buddy, but not quite. Maybe you have had an almost boss where you had to tell them what to do, but they got the pay and you get the work. Maybe you know of an almost employee. They have a job, they do everything but what they was hired to do. Almost teachers and administrators in the school. They want you to babysit, play traffic cop, and teach. Almost parents, where they want to be their kids, buddy and best friend, but not the authoritative figure who set the rules. Those who deal with the almost state of being is an aggravating and deadly situation. It's dangerous even more so when it comes to our spiritual life and our relationship with God. Almost as a daily state when it's applied to the things of the Spirit. And when it comes to accepting Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. Almost living a saved life is not good enough. Almost being filled with the Holy Ghost is not good enough. Saying I want to be filled but I still want to run the street, it ain't good enough. You want to be saved on your terms. And God don't play that. Almost obeying the word of God. Almost giving your all to Christ. Almost yielding to the things of Christ. But still allowing the flesh to rule. Almost being a Christian. Do you know what almost Christians are called? They are called religious folks. 
Do you know religious folks are dangerous? Religious folks are the ones who crucified Jesus. Religious folks split churches. Religious folks will curse you out between Sunday school and worship service. If you don't watch it, they will cut and shoot you too. They are not Christians. They are almost Christians. Religious folks. Now look at somebody else and say, almost can be dangerous. These things are referred to even in the Bible. Psalm 73, 2 says, but for me, my feet had almost stumbled and my step had nearly slipped. Psalm 94, 17 says, unless the Lord had been my help, my soul had almost dwelled in silence. Psalm 119, 119, 87 says, they had almost consumed me upon the earth. Proverbs 5, 14 says, I was almost in all evil in the midst of the congregation of this assembly. Now Joshua, at the end of his 10 year as leader of Israel, warned the people against half-hearted, almost relationship with God. In Joshua 24, 14, he's tell them, tell them now, therefore, fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in truth. And put away the God which your father served on the other side of the flood. And he goes on and say, if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose you this day who you will serve. Joshua didn't want to leave any doubts in their mind. He said, for me and my house, what? We will serve the Lord. Elijah in 1 Kings 18.21 says to Israel, how long hot ye between two opinions? If you love the Lord, follow him. But if Baal be God, then follow him. Jesus tells us in Matthew 6.24 and Luke 16.13, no man can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God in mammon. And he followed up in Revelation 3.15, says, I know your works, that you neither are cold nor hot. Then because you are lukewarm, you neither cold or hot, I will spit you out of my mouth. Yes, it's dangerous. Yes, it's dangerous to have an almost lifestyle. It's dangerous to have an almost relationship with the Lord. Because in James 1, 8 says, a double-minded man is unstable in some of his ways. In all of his ways. It's dangerous to almost live holy. It's dangerous to almost try to live right. It's dangerous to almost live righteous. For 1 John 5, 17 says, all unrighteousness is sin. James 4, 17 says, therefore to him that knoweth to do good, and does it not, it is what? Sin. It is sin. God wants us to give all that we got. I said God wants us to give all that we got. Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven and Mark 12, 30, Jesus said, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind, and with all thy strength. Said so this is the first commandment. God wants our obedience with all our hearts. 
Psalm 119.2 says, Blessed are they that keep his testimony and that seek him while with the whole heart. Proverbs 3.15 says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thy own understanding. We should always trust the Lord with our whole heart. I say we should trust the Lord with our whole heart. Now that's what Paul was talking about in this scripture. He wanted everyone there to be all together, not almost. When you look at this story in our text this morning, we'll find that Paul was brought before King Agrippa. But the story really began in chapter 21 in the book of Acts when Paul went up to Jerusalem knowing that he would be captured and tried for being a Christian and for preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. And when he got to Jerusalem, he went up before the crowd and into the temple. The crowd attacked him, and the Roman soldiers had to rescue him. They took him, and he preached before the Roman soldiers in chapter 22. And in chapter 23, he preached before the Sahedrins. In chapter 24, he preached before Felix the governor. And when Festus followed him, he preached before him in chapter 25. In chapter 26, Paul went up before King Agrippa II. King Herod Agrippa II was a terrible king, y'all. He was a wicked and evil man. He was the son of Herod Agrippa I, who killed James in Acts 12.2. He also imprisoned Peter 16 years before that. And this Agrippa II he was the grandson of Herod Antipas, who cut off the head of John the Baptist in Matthew 14, 10. Because John said that he was living with his brother wife in sin. Now this Agrippa II, he was the grandson of Herod the Great, who murdered the children of Bethlehem trying to kill baby Jesus. And this Agrippa II was married to his own sister, Bernice. She had been married to two other kings. These were some evil and wicked people Paul was dealing with. Paul didn't do nothing but preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. And he almost persuaded Agrippa. In verse 28, Agrippa said to Paul, you almost persuaded me to become a Christian. Agrippa is saying to Paul here, I almost believe you. I come to tell you this morning that it is dangerous to tell God almost. I have to tell you that one more time. It is dangerous to tell God almost. Just think of what your life would be if God almost. Just think of your life would be if God almost. If he almost woke you up this morning. If he almost kept danger out of your path. If he almost kept you in righteousness. If he almost gave you food, clothes, and shelter. If he almost kept the danger angel away from you. Tell me, tell me what would your life be like if he almost made your enemy your footstool, if he almost delivered you from evil, if he almost made a way out of no way. Tell me how bad your life would be if he almost loved you, if he almost forgave you, if he almost delivered you, if he almost saved you. Tell me right now how bad your life would be.
But God didn't almost. He did it all together. And when he did it all together, he did an all right good job. I thank God he did it almost with me. He did it all together. There is no such thing as almost with God. If you want to be saved, you got to make up your mind. Don't tell God almost. Because almost is not going to be good enough. Because hell is going to be full of folks who said almost. But when you come to God, he will. I know he will make a way for your life. He'll bring you out of any situation. He is all right. He's an all right God. Somebody say he's all right. I say somebody say he's all right. He's an on-time God. Oh, yes, he is. And I'm so glad he didn't almost with me. Because he woke me up this morning. He started me on my way. He didn't almost wake me up, but he woke me up this morning. And he started on me on my way. I tell you, God is all right. He's an on-time God. Somebody say, oh, yes, he is. Oh, yes, he is. Oh, yes, he is. Just think about what your life would be if God almost. If he almost woke you up this morning, if he almost started you on your way, if he almost put food, clothes, and shelter, if he almost... God is an on-time God. I say he's an on-time God. Oh, yes, he is. He's an on-time God. Oh, yes, he is. He's on time. He's on time. He's on time. Oh, yes, he's on time. Help me out. He's on time. He's on time. He's on time. He's on time. Oh, yes, he is. God bless you, church. He's on time, God. He's on time.